0: Welcome to another Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a little bit of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we are going to be talking about not Sea of Thieves news, because I promise you there's nothing going on, Uh, but we're going to be talking about a lot of other stuff pertaining to questions that I uh, put out there for the, the community to answer, as well as. My thoughts just kind of on the state of the game right now, the future of it, what I think Rare should do. There's a a lot of stuff that I want to talk about, uh, and we'll see how this episode goes. So with that, let's get into it. But before I get into any of that, I have to thank the patrons because they're the ones that are still supporting this content when there is no content in Sea of Thieves to talk about. So I love and appreciate them. So I want to give them the proper due by shouting out them for every episode that I do. Head over to patreon.com forward slash podcast if you'd like to support this content. It means the world to me. It's helping save up to get a new PC so I can get back into streaming. So I'm not running at 30 frames per second because it's really hard to sail with other folks and get voices and audio and stuff done through the Xbox. Um, and I'm also I'm also really hoping that that Xbox to stream to Discord comes fast because I actually really want to stream to the community discord sooner i actually kind of like the idea of streaming to discord more than i do to twitch just because twitch is like a i don't know it's more of a show whereas like at least with streaming to discord it's more like you guys and i appreciate that so anyway wanted to shout out people's republic Lcute balls bam bam bagel captain chonky chateau Noof, super pack zombie killer cloud cosmic johnson static mirror DA Gaming, Davrum TV, El Jefe Esteban, Fergatron, Godhammer 6, Trickster, Jabaro 5, Jorby Jorbs, Carl Embo, Kazia the Aficionado, Nightstar, Lumpius RQ, Evil Morpheus, Space Admiral Ores, Xbox Mike 29, Murphy Lives, Mutinous Max, Norwegian, Raja the Brave, Registella the Brony Pirate, Replicated Flame, Rust Bell Kid, Skamelt666, Captain Dasm, Tommy D, TN Professor, Real Big Tuna, Big Bad Pad, Mina Ferry, Captain J. Rat of the Flaming Cold Sore, The Lore Chronologist Deadeye Dre, Hager Owl, Jeff H, Ghost Boy 20, Evil Martha, Peter Miller, Roosky Doo, Thor Von Blitz, Windsor Chris. Luke, Lore, the insipid ghost, and Zam, wow, thank you all so much for your support, it means the world to me, I really love that you all do this, uh, and it helps, it really does, I just saw the, uh, I, I was just reminded about the bill for the, the Adobe suite that I pay for every month, oh boy, anyway, thank you so much for everything that you all do, I love and uh, I love the fact that you guys are all supporting, so thank you, um, and with that, uh, let's, let's get into this, let's get into the get into this letter this news All right pirates it is August it is the end of August it is closing in on the final weeks it's the 20th of uh August that I'm recording this on and I wanted to bring this up because I have no clue when the next Monkey Island Tall Tale is coming out I I we don't have we don't have a release date for that, I don't know when the next event is coming out. We just got twitch drops this weekend, so hopefully you got your twitch drops. Uh, pretty good ones, mutinous fist stuff out there, as well as uh some swords and stuff. And um, I I mean I went ahead and picked up mine just in case because I'm pretty sure I had them, but you never know. It's always good to, to drop in and grab those just in case. And uh I gotta say, um, the, the, the CFE's directory, while it was open to everyone being able to uh, stream, uh, did not feel nearly as full as it typically does during during Twitch drops. Now, maybe this is because it's not necessarily uh, Twitch partners only, since everyone can do it. Maybe uh, Twitch partners, or not Twitch partners, I'm sorry, um, CFE's partners felt like they didn't necessarily need to stream. Um, but I did see uh, uh, Behaving Beardly and uh, Lady Haradra. Uh, and Falcor and them out there and they were they were championing uh, the game and getting people drops as usual. But uh, I've been seeing online and maybe this is just social media. Maybe it's just my circle uh, on social media. But uh, a lot of folks seem to have to be taking a break from streaming. Uh, numbers are just not high enough. They're not able to sustain uh, an audience um, to to get them the income that they need to be able to continue doing a full-time streaming thing uh, which is really a bummer and the 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 reason I bring that up is because the people that I see that are that are making these announcements are predominantly Sea players and uh, and it makes me wonder if, if there's a correlation is there is there a correlation between the lack of uh, content or news going on with CFE's right now uh, to Twitch streamers who are on the lower end of, of you know, like streaming and, and they generally focus on CFE's because that's the, that's where they're getting their audience from uh, and seeing if that is maybe why they're having to stop. Now, I, I have seen uh, a lot of other streamers that are CFE's partners that for all intents and purposes were mainly just CFE's They could spend their entire day streaming just sea of thieves moving into other games and uh other 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 streamers are playing different games they're going half half on a lot of their streams starting off with uh, sea of thieves and then moving into something else even uh starting to build an audience for other games as a service um as kind of a way to try and uh you know protect themselves as streamers they want to make sure that they're going where there is an audience and right now for them it doesn't feel like there's that much of an audience for Sea of Thieves. Um, and I'm not trying to say that the game is, is you know, dying or anything like that. I, sea of Thieves right now is probably the most popular Microsoft first party IP on Game Pass than, than anything else. I think uh, Halo is in a really good state, but I think Halo is still suffering from a, a stigma of uh, bad uh, content launch. Cadence. Um, when the game first launched, they had a really, really hard time getting that. And um, Sea of Thieves, not uh, you know, not too far off from that right now. But Sea of Thieves has also been releasing content for free for the last five years, so it feels like they get uh, a bit of a pass for for most players. And I think a lot of players for Sea of Thieves uh, are fairly casual. You know, they dip in, they dip out, and they don't really, you know, they don't really like die hard it the way uh, many many other folks tend to um i think the the folks that spend most of their time playing strictly sea of thieves are uh you know definitely a, a small portion of the population but a very important pop- part of the population because i think they're the ones that are seeing and hearing most of what's going on and getting a good feel for what the uh what the temperament of the game is at this point um but at no point does it feel like Everyone is satisfied with Sea of Thieves right now. I think uh, I think everyone right now, due to the to the length of the current season and the amount of content that we've received this year, um, are found wanting. Something to to do, something to to focus on, something to really uh, drive them to want to log in beyond just spending time working on uh, commendations that they that they never really wanted to focus on because there's not much else driving them to go do new content and. With Monkey Island, that is kind of uh the first thing that they that they've done. They've gotten their commendations and with the changes to Tall Tales, uh, given, you know, like a a more uh you know, more content coming on, on a regular basis, it makes sense that you would want to drop the requirements to play the uh, tall tale more than once or twice if you missed a couple things, but once or twice will effectively get you through. All of the commendations that you need to do in the first Tall Tale. Uh, And while we're we're here kind of sitting, waiting patiently, hopefully maybe a little impatiently uh, to to know or kind of get a a gauge for when the next Tall Tale is going to be launched, uh, it's got me thinking. It's it's got me thinking a lot about what Rare does well and what Rare doesn't do well as a studio. And not to not to you know malign any of the the devs. I think the devs are fantastic human beings. Uh, I think they struggle m- much like many development studios do with um, having bigger eyes uh, than than uh, their stomachs will allow when it comes to you know sitting at the buffet and thinking of all the things they want to do. Uh, I, I think they bite off a little bit more than they can chew um, when it comes to what they want to accomplish. Or it could just be that they 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 don't quite understand how they want to go about it or they want to go about it, but they want to make sure that it's as best of an experience as possible and are willing to delay stuff for that sake. Um, but I I've been I've, I was sitting here kind of thinking about Sea of Thieves and thinking about my, you know, it went and I was just kind of sailing around. Did a quick little sea fort, just to uh, just to kind of make some gold, and I bought a couple trinkets and decided that I wanted to kind of you know jot down my thoughts. Um, so this is this is effectively my rare Reddit thesis. If uh, if I was the type to go on and just try and put the studio on blast, so I wanted to to kind of give you guys a little bit of a heads up. Um, this is probably going to be one of the most critical episodes. I think I've, I've ever put out, you know, I tend to be a very, a very uh, understanding or, or try to be as understanding or or um, sympath- empathetic, empathetic because I don't de- I don't do devs stuff, uh, but as, as much of an, an empathetic person when it comes to the dev studio as possible uh, and is a, a generally positive person most of the time, um, I have a, I have a hard time wanting to see negative or focus or allow the negative to really kind of encroach upon my my uh, my mental state. Um, but I wanted to talk about what I think rare should do because I think that this game is is worth the effort, worth the time, worth the investment. Um, like I said, this is, this is Microsoft's most important IP since 2018. Uh, State of Decay did not survive. Uh, it did not did not do nearly as well as, uh, as I think they, they were hoping it was going to. It did fairly well. Um, but it did not last. The way Sea of Thieves has Uh, Halo Infinite's done really well. It's in a good place now, but I think that's Halo. Halo gets taken for granted. And honestly, um, most of the first party content coming out from Microsoft has been met with a lot of criticism Um, and not not necessarily unwarranted. But it is definitely something where a lot of folks look to games like Starfield to be hopefully the redeemer of the uh, generation. Um, which is a lot of pressure for Bethesda, so I don't envy them at all for having to have that on their shoulders, but from everything I've seen so far with people talking about, you know, stuff in hushed corners on the internet, uh, it looks to be like it's going to be a fairly good game, Um, which kind of brings me to my first question uh, that kind of popped off when i was thinking about this whole reddit thesis that i would have typed out on reddit had i'd been that type of person and that was is this the best time to be playing sea thieves or is this the worst time to be playing sea of thieves and i think a lot of this comes down to some very important questions about what you value so i wanted to kind of pose this out there and i and i'm i'm curious to hear if uh from from those of you listening If you think right now is the best time to be playing, and if so, why? Or if it's not the best time to be playing, if so, and why? Uh, For my own thought, I come from it from two different perspectives. If you have, like me, a huge backlog of games just from this year that you have not finished, now is a perfect time to not be playing Sea Thieves. Because you can go, you can actually address those games that you may have played for a little bit, but then dropped off, or something else caught your attention, or... Something came in through Sea of Thieves and decided to, to draw you away. And now that there's not much going on. There's no sense of FOMO in Sea of Thieves. You've had plenty of time to get your season pass done. You've had plenty of time to get your uh, ledgers done. There hasn't been any new content um, if you've been up to date and whatnot. Uh, now is the perfect time to be playing Sea of Thieves. If you came to Sea of Thieves at a time beyond uh, the first couple of years, and there's a lot of stuff that you haven't done. There's a lot of stuff still locked behind commendations. And genuinely, you are still really enjoying the the atmosphere, the world, and and the, uh, the encounters that you have. Um, so it really does kind of depend on, I think, first off, how long have you been playing the game? And secondly, how into playing other games are you? Some people, Sea of Thieves is just fine. There's nothing wrong. Well, I shouldn't say there's nothing wrong, but there's... There's nothing wrong in the sense of you wanting to play it on a regular basis. But for right now, there are a ton of games coming out in the next two months. Um, And I think trying to release two seasons worth of content in the course of the next three months, that's going to be really hard for Rare to stay relevant in in not only the news cycle, but in the the gamer zeitgeist right now. A lot of people are going to be talking about Starfield for the next month. And then after that, there's plenty of other games like Assassin's Creed Mirage, Ale, Alan Wake 2. And I think um, actually I have a whole list thanks to XEP. Uh, which, if you guys don't know, XEP is a, a podcast that I do with Luke Lord, the Insipid Ghost, um, where we talk about Xbox content, stuff like that. Um, so if that if XEP doesn't make sense, hopefully that helps make a little, a little more sense. Uh, but, I mean, you got games like Immortals of Avium, Armored Core 6, uh, Under the Waves is coming out, Sea of Stars is coming out, Cy, uh, Starfield, Lies of P, Mortal Kombat... Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Literary, Liberty, Assassin's Creed Mirage, Forza Motorsport, Lords of the Fallen, Supersonic Mortar, uh, uh, Super no, Sonic Superstars, I don't know why I was going Super Sonic on that one, uh, The Metal Gear Solid Collection Volume 1, Alone in the Dark, Alan Wake 2, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, and then you've got like Avatar plus a couple other games that are still kind of like TBD. Coming out, and that and that's just kind of like what we have, like locked in games with dates for the next two to three months. So if you're the type of person that really likes to play like other games, try and take full advantage of your of your Game Pass. Uh, there's going to be a lot that you can actually jump into just in the next couple months, and now would be a perfect time to feel like you can disconnect from Sea of Thieves and explore that. Now, that's coming from it from that perspective. The other perspective is, should I be using this time to not have to worry about new content dropping where there's FOMO, where I feel like I need to engage with that content because it's fresh, it's new. That's always going to be the best time to work on those commendations. If it is content that brings commendations, when it's fresh, people are doing it. And there's uh, going to be more opportunity for you to either steal it from someone else or uh, people wanting to do it instead of something like um oh what's something that that people don't like to do okay so like the uh, the um, the shrines or not the shrines yeah the shrines or shrines yeah the uh, the shrines and the treasuries mm, most people probably aren't working on those uh, on a regular basis they're probably not the most content or like the uh the message board stuff bearing stuff like the best time to have been doing uh stolen cargo shipments um and stealing uh uh, manifests was when that content first came out because everyone was working on those and uh you you had more chances of coming across someone who had a manifest like i think i got a manifest the other day um after we sunk a, a sloop who was not going to even put up a fight and I was so thrilled because it was like the first stolen manifest I had seen in like months, probably years. Uh, and it was it was so exciting for me. I, that that's all I cared about at that point. I didn't nothing else that we looted from that ship mattered. I just wanted that manifest because it was so bloody. Like people's people's gifts and giving gifts away to other people and having them turn that in. That's my that's that's my version of that is manifests. So I was really excited when I got that out, I'm not gonna lie, Um, but I don't wanna focus on that. So working on content like that after the fact is always going to be harder, but it's always going to be even more hard when you aren't able to focus in on that because there's new stuff that you really should be focusing on that comes out. So having a giant lull in uh, content is always going to be the best time to buckle down grit your teeth, you know, bite at the chap, whatever it's called, you know, focus in on those things and try and get some good progress on them. I know everyone hates them, but the Merchant Alliance does have commendations that most people probably want to knock out at some point. Uh, Just most people don't do them. Um, There's more fun things to do in the game. So that's kind of where I was in a, in a mental state, as far as like the, the start of this whole thesis. Let me take a break and we'll. And I want to get into the rest of this, uh, into this Reddit thesis that I've typed up. All right. Um, what Rare should do? My Reddit thesis: allow seasons to exist outside of major content updates. I think uh, I'm. I'm finally. I'm finally on board with this. Um, I was. I was thinking about it a lot today when I was sailing around alone, just kind of in my own head i'm i'm fine with this now uh let's get back to the days of just having major updates you can still surprise and delight with those but let's get a regular cadence going let's let's be honest with ourselves either either we need to drop the season thing because it's not it's not a it's a season but it it should it should have like a set cadence let's get that just have just have the cosmetics in there like you normally do. Just have the theme like you normally do. It doesn't have to necessarily tie to the uh, the big update that's coming in uh, for folks. And let's actually balance the Plunder Pass. Uh, I think it's the easiest to accomplish. I know some folks still struggle with it, but I think that's a, an engagement issue, not necessarily a uh, a means of how to actually complete it. Um I think just the fact that you playing the game is the thing that's actually going to get it completed. Um even if you're not you can go you can complete the the plunder pass just by fishing. Go look at hilarious's uh history. Um the the, the dude has has been able to complete plunder passes just by fishing splash tails. So it's it can be harder that way than if you just go out and get treasure and turn it in, but it is still not a hard season pass to complete especially compared to things like fallout 76 destiny 2 uh uh, Fortnite, call of duty all of those season passes far more tedious when it comes to getting to level 100 um so i think rare needs to decouple major updates from seasons have seasons come out four seasons a year let's keep it locked in at three months give people a sense of of expectation that there's going to be new content. The cosmetics that you guys put out, you've never had trouble putting out cosmetics in the Emporium, you never had trouble getting content for the th- for the plunder pass. That's like the least of the concerns as far as like updates go. So it's all cosmetic anyway. Just let's lock that in. Let's let's be honest with ourselves and either drop seasons or keep them locked and decouple updates from it that way people are getting it and let's actually make the season pass feel impactful let's let's get rid of that idea that i can get 50 levels in one eight hour session of sea thieves and uh be done with the season pass in a week let's let's actually make this thing a little more effort involved um because otherwise you're not going to really you're not going to give i know i'm asking to artificially inflate the experience Uh, but i do genuinely think that there is something behind having a small level ding that comes and it's it's been something that's ingrained in us since jrpgs back in the 90s every time you level up uh you you get access to new items every time you leveled up in world of warcraft or an mmo you got access to new talents every time that seasons give you a new level you get access to a new item uh, or currency and i think there's something to be said that having something that lasts if you're playing the game on a regular basis at least a month and a half to two months before you finally cap out on that there's something to be said about the mentality behind that the the value that is brought to it by feeling like you've worked towards something um it's a it's a dumb thing it shouldn't really it shouldn't really matter it shouldn't really make a difference in how you play the game but it it's you'd be surprised in how i think a lot of people agree that finally hitting that level 100 in a season pass after you've been working on it for a month and a half or two months feels great uh joseph moran um, aka mr bad bit from the playstation trophy room last night we were playing Fortnite. he hit level 100 and finally got his optimus prime skin he was so proud to have that because that is not an easy skin to get and uh Fortnite knows that they usually keep their really really big kind of you know season content locked at that that top echelon of of pass because they want you to work for it they want you to be playing the game. Um, sea of Thieves doesn't care if you play the game after the plunder pass. Uh, they they want you to get through the the plunder pass but they haven't built anything into the season pass for those that are getting beyond it. Um, and I think that. Actually needs to be addressed to. I think there needs to be a continuation of the season pass beyond level one hundred, rewarding something for it, even if it isn't content. If it's just currency, not actual cosmetics, I think that just needs to be something that will give us a sense of like, ah, cool. How far? How how high did I get in my season pass during that one season where it was two hundred plus days? Well, I got over to a thousand. Dang, that was a that's a lot of levels. But I'll never do that again unless there's another. 200-day-long season. So, something like that. Addressing storylines that were promised to be addressed. Um, This is kind of a a weird one to be saying, like, it's promised, uh, because I don't know that it necessarily was promised. Um, But Pendragon, he's been missing. He's been MIA for a long time. Uh, is he written off entirely? Are we ever going to have him come back? Are we ever going to go after him? Uh, I think this needs to be addressed. I think this needs to be addressed in either two ways. Either one, we go get him or two, the major characters of Athena's fortune address the fact that we'll never see him again. Um, much like the, the mystery with DeMarco, uh, so much of that is left to people to discover on their own. Um, I guarantee you that you could probably count on one hand the number of people in the world that have done the DeMarco mystery to, its, uh, to the end in the last you know, year. And, and on one hand, you could probably, I, I don't think there's maybe a galleon crew that went out and completed the ending to, to that mystery. I would love to have them prove me wrong with analytics uh, if that's even possible to track um but Pendragon, man uh i love that character i know a lot of people think he's too uh too arrogant and too too goody two shoes and stuff but he's uh he's he's the type of hero that i love to see in in stories and stuff like that um he is the superman but he's you know he's been trapped in kryptonite for too long uh i'm honestly just kind of annoyed at this point that it hasn't been addressed and i feel like could have been addressed at any point i don't think that his storyline is is intrinsically tied to anyone else's. I think you could get away with just about anyone else's plot line without it necessarily having to be taken taking place at the same time as, as getting Pendragon back. And uh, it just I, I think that needs to be something that's that's talked about. Um Tasha. Tasha is tied to the finale for the Briggsy update, uh, for the third chapter in that tall tale. Um, that needs to get addressed. And I think that needs to get addressed sooner rather than later, because I don't even think the curse ball that was near Tasha, uh, that was keeping her from turning into a skeleton is even at the tavern anymore. Um, you know, explain it away however you want. It's not in the game, so it doesn't really show any relevance to the story, in my opinion. And I think that that needs to get addressed in two ways either one we address it directly and go save her or two she turns into a skeleton and we have the honest conversation with ourselves that not all skeletons need to be evil and that maybe we could actually have some more you know good skeletons like go read heart of fire there's good skeletons out there um i don't see why this needs to be you know, salty, good skeleton parrot, but good skeleton. Um, I don't see why this needs to be something that is, uh, taboo. Like let's just, let's, let's address that. And, and, and rare, honestly, don't be afraid to do this kind of stuff. Cause I think that it's, it's easy enough to, to start, you know, like blurring the lines, you know, you've, you've already done it with, um, the curses, like we have ghost pirates that are bad, we have skeleton pirates that are good. Let's, you know, let's start addressing the multiple factions of skeletons out there, and maybe address the fact that they aren't all net have to be enemies. Um, I think we need to be a little more brave about that and try and uh, try and blur the lines behind good and evil beyond who has flesh and who doesn't. Uh, let's get it. This is, this has been on my, this has been something I've been asking for forever. If you guys know, you know, but, uh, I've been, I've been asking for this forever. Um, it'd be nice if it actually happened one day, but let's get dual ship launch system for the front end of the game. I'm so sick of having to roll for ships for two ships. I don't, I don't need a whole server. I just want two ships of any size on a server so that I can hang out, spend time with my community members. Um, If two ships can organically alliance in a server and join into a party chat, I feel like this is a small ask at this point. Um, There's nothing stopping people in game from doing this already. It's just a matter of the fact that it's two people or two crews that didn't know each other before joining the alliance. And I get that they want these organic uh, meetups to happen so that you can, you know, you can meet new people. And you can, you can, you know, forge new friendships and stuff like that in game. That kind of thing happens outside of the game. That kind of thing happens in communities and happens in discord servers. So let's, let's take that into account. Let's, let's allow people to actually join up on a server with, you know, minimum two ships. I just want two ships. I don't need three ships. I just want two ships. I don't need four ships. I don't need a whole server. I just want two ships. Eight people is usually enough. I usually don't have 10 people or 15 people that all want to jump on the server at the same time on the same day. So at this point, I just, I I hope that's a thing that comes. Uh, I think that's a thing that would really, really help a lot of streamers too. I think that that would help invite them to, uh, into a mindset that allows them to, to, have fun with their community let their community join in on the festivities have some fun with things it would sure as heck make um oh what's it called uh a glitter beard a lot easier to do if you could just <laughs> if you could have two ships that you could jump in you could launch into a server with and there's nothing stopping people from having two ships and having uh two different communities battle against each other you know chances of them getting on the you know four ships on the same server is going to be really hard but there's nothing stopping that right now too it's just time so really this is just about saving time um ocean crawlers man uh ocean crawlers are awesome i i actually really love ocean crawlers i think they're a really fantastic add to the game uh it was the first first kind of (laughs) non-skeleton enemy that we've ever gotten to the game beyond Stuff that's just purely in the ocean, uh. So ocean crawlers, um, they need to be able to jump on your boat. I'm gonna be honest; they need to be able to board boats. Uh, this is something that I thought was coming with a pirate's life. The animation's in there. It's just an engineering thing at this point. The thing that works on the reason why it works on the first tall tale in a pirate's life is because on the ferryman's ship, it's a static boat that's not moving on the act on like a on like a physics based ocean. it's just a boat a static boat on a static ocean and they can make things jump up onto it it doesn't have to calculate the landing or anything like that it's all very uh very kind of um scripted and uh if they can get skeletons to walk on boats if they can get npcs to walk on islands um you know it's just a it's just a dev cycle at that point just I, I would like it for ocean callers to be able to have more impact than just showing up onto boats. They don't need to burrow. They don't need to, you know, like go into their hardened shell state. Just be an annoyance. Give give a little more flair to something. You know, like have have it be that if you're no, if you're if you're near if you're near a certain area or if you sail over a certain thing, you're gonna trigger an event that's gonna cause not an event event, but like trigger something that will cause ocean crawlers to spawn on your boat and you're going to have to deal with it. And it's no different than having uh, a megalodon spawn on you or a kraken spawn on you. But in this time it's ocean crawlers and you get a couple on your boat or you get a whole bunch on your boat, depending on how big your boat is. And just uh, something like that. I need something like that. Um, stop releasing content. That's hot out of the oven uh one of the biggest mistakes i think rare is making right now is having content updates that are coming fresh out of the oven they're still warm they haven't had a chance to cool uh and they don't have anything really banked for release when the time is right like and and currently my biggest issue right now is currently we we know there is a second tall tale due for monkey island We also know that there's a strong chance it's been built for a while, but not done by the time the first Tall Tale launched. And season 11's features are due to come out one month after season 10 is launched. That is a huge mistake. That is a a gigantic mistake. You've already apologized for the long season. We get it. Dev cycles are tough. You had a plan. It didn't work out. You're still working through it. We'll get season 10 when we get season 10. But the biggest mistake you're making right now is that season 11's features are coming out in November. That is such a bad idea. You really need to hold on to season 11 stuff. Because you need to make sure that season 11 stuff is A, ready to go. B, not going to mess around with season 10's stuff too much. And you have time to address issues that are going to crop up with season 10. Because inevitably season 10 will have something that will crop up. Something will break or something will... This is is assumed at this point that something will happen and it will need to get addressed. And if you're too busy polishing season 11, you're really going to have a hard time addressing issues that come up with season 10, because you're going to be too focused on season 11 stuff and you're going to miss it. That's my opinion. I don't know. I'm just armchair developing right now, but the best thing they should do, or the best thing they can do is commit to launching August 19th or October 19th for season 10, have three months for season 10, have two or have uh, finish up the, the two adventures that you've already got rolling and address the the last community event that happened uh with with pen dragon versus flameheart like those are the those are the three things i think rare really needs to address when that's all said and done in those in those first three months for season 10 then you release season 11 and i and i think the problem here is is that when season 10 launches it's going to be october november december they're going to have something launch for january february in march and guess what's at the end of march the anniversary update so at the end of march they're going to launch season 13 and whatever the anniversary content will be for season 13. and i just think that's the wrong way to go about this you're trying to make up for the lack of content in a year that's already lost reset the expectation launch season 10 give us three months of time with that season Give your, your team's time to, to work on and continue polishing season 11 and then polishing season 12 and get those prepped and ready to go. And if those are set and ready to go and there's no major issues with season 10, that just gives so much more time for season 13 and 14 and any tall tales that you want to work on or anything that, that comes that you want to like foc- like take some dev time towards. You've, you've bought yourself this time don't squander it by trying to shove too much content in front of the audience as an apology because we've we've we're already forgiving you at this point otherwise people are gone they're already they're already they've already quit sea of thieves they're not coming back unless something major happens and i guarantee you releasing content too fast if it's not polished and in a ready state will not bring them back it will not bring them back having an even cadence of good updates over the course of 9 months as opposed to 6 months will help build trust because i think that is what's hurt right now is trust mm-hmm. it's it's the one resonating thing i've heard from tons and tons of people is that the community just doesn't trust rare to be able to handle a seasonal cadence we knew that, that we knew that the monthly cadence was was ambitious back in 2019 it didn't quite work out then. Um, Call Tales came out for Pirate's Life in 2020. Uh, anniversary update came out. We've had some really good updates, but the best updates have always been the big ones that don't necessarily tie into seasons, which is why I think it's it's important that we really just come to terms with the fact that seasons should exist without being intrinsically tied to updates. I'm, I'm finally coming around on that. I admit that Originally, it was something that I, I railed against because there's a marketing aspect to this. But I think Rare does marketing on a different cycle than most other studios do. Most of their cycles for big content updates come in the summer as opposed to other, other ones who focus on the holidays. Rare already has holiday stuff built in intrinsically with like the Orb Stream and... and um, uh, the Gift of Giving stuff, as well as uh, Festival of the Damned frames for, for Halloween and things like that, which I'm really looking forward to. But I guarantee you, it is going to be a really bad time to launch a lot of content during October and November and in December. You got a lot of people playing a lot of different games in October. That content is going to be really fresh, especially given that you're launching it october 19th you're then gonna give us a month in november to to before we get season 11 stuff people are going to be very busy during season during during november trust me i look at my numbers when it comes to podcasts there's always a dip during november and december because people are busy they aren't listening to podcasts as nearly as much they aren't they aren't playing as nearly as much because there's a lot of family stuff going on especially in the united states um there's a always like thanksgiving and then christmas and halloween a lot of big holidays during that time they're busy with other stuff they're focusing they're saving money they're trying to pay for other things they're not going to be you know really thinking about games too much unless it's like their thing prove me wrong on this folks feel free to send me the analytics i'm willing to be wrong on this and and learn something that i didn't know this is just anecdotally looking at the numbers that i have for podcasting analytics that is tied directly to one games uh work stuff Plus, I know, honestly, there's a lot of a lot of the studios go on huge breaks. They take like two weeks off at the end of December. And honestly, if you've got season 10 rolling from October to November to December, have something for January. Have season 11 pop up in January. Have that go till March and then have season 12 be the content for March and the anniversary update and just, you know, whatever, whatever 13 comes around, have that pop off for, for June. So I want to say I feel bad, but I feel like I'm not, I'm, I'm not upset. I'm just, I'm just being honest because I know what will probably go over well with the community and I see the mistakes that are getting made now. And I want Rare to rethink their approach to this. They don't, you don't have to apologize. You've already apologized for the time lost. Just get something in line that ensures that cadence will be addressed. Because again, this goes back to what I said earlier. I think it's a difference, not necessarily in whether or not players have something to do, but whether or not players trust that there will be something to to do in the future we're fine right now people are making do um but i do think uh, like i said last episode we really need to have dates um and i really think that we need to have like like the the dates for the events i think those need to just come out there's no there's no secrecy to what they are i think we just need to be able to plan especially given the fact that a lot of us are having to you know still kind of like plan around stuff like that you know we want to have more more time to be able to know like when are we going to jump in for content stuff like that um i'm really hoping that we get news this week on monkey island tall tale 2 um i hope it's not one of those things where they're just like and it's coming out thursday because that would suck uh for me personally i'm sure a lot of folks would be happy about that and i'd probably be happy about it as well too but on the 22nd through the 25th is gamescom um it's also the release of immortals of avium it's also the release of armored core six uh there's going to be a this is the kickoff for the 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 fall time frame for games like gamescom is basically it so i hope they're not going to release it then because i think it's going to get drowned out in the news and i would really love it if uh folks had something to talk about for sea of thieves instead of it being a smaller story um that won't get any attention and that's a shame because i i think that's i i I hope that's not what happens but having it being the 20th and not knowing when the next tall tale is going to be coming out when we've got because they usually do thursday updates we've got the 24th and the 31st and that's it um which now that i think about it just as a reminder the 26th is the next gold hoarder recording so if you're listening to this now uh, the 26th is when we're going to be recording the next Gold Hoarder episode, and uh, I'm open to to or opening up the table to to whatever the Gold Hoarders want to touch on. But that's pretty much it. That is my that is my kind of uh, Reddit thesis or or uh, you know my my letter to rare. Um, that I, th- I think they need to hear uh, because I don't think that I'm alone in these opinions. Uh, and I don't think that these opinions are anything new. <laughs> I think these are opinions that, uh, that are, are things that folks have really, really, really wanted to say or get across to the team. Um, and, and I think that that's important that Rare do what they've always done and listen to what their community is letting them know is, is how, how they feel. Now that I've said my piece, uh, I wanted to, I, I reached out to the to the community on Discord, which if you guys don't know, uh, Kielhald Podcast has a Discord. It's my favorite place to spend time with because it's got all my favorite people there. And they are always here to kind of help and talk with me about stuff in the game or just to help other people or just to, to keep up with gaming news. But it's a fantastic group of people who are very welcoming and very kind and honestly, I don't deserve them, um, but I reached out to them and asked for ideas on what would make the game better beyond just like the scheduling thing. Um, and if they have any quality of life fixes that they'd like to see come to the game. So I wanted to read them here uh, because they they put in the effort and I want to make sure I recognize that. So first off, we're going to go to uh, top of the list. Murphy lives, uh, who wrote in some, actually some really good ones, uh, that I actually really like, um, a little thing would be, uh, that he'd, uh, he'd love mobile placeable lanterns, uh, just like stools. They could only be found in select areas around the sea of thieves. You'd be able to pick them up and place them anywhere with the ability to turn them on and off and to change the colors. Uh, and I think that would be. It's really smart because there's so many things that i think folks have done that are very unique and and cool looking but aside from the fact that this would just be a a portable lantern uh this would be able this would allow people to be able to change the lighting and tone of a of a screenshot for the contests really really well um it would also be really fun to be able to like pick up a lantern walk it over uh even light it you know being able to light it yourself Would be cool, you know, like strike a match and then put it in there and then close the thing and then you can walk around with it and you can, you know, aside from just the click off, click on kind of it lights, it doesn't light magical lantern that we have um, something like that, I think would be really cool. Uh, So I I actually really like that idea and, and make it a little more involved than just the click on click off thing for the mobile version. Uh, Murphy also goes on to say a complex thing, an hourglass game mode, but on a larger scale, similar to Return of the Damned. It would be a server-wide battle for control of the sea or control of the seas between Reapers Hideout and Port Merrick. Depending on the allegiance, ships sank in this region. A green or red fog would appear on the map between the two outposts. Uh, the allegiance in control would receive better payout. On all treasures sold at either Port Merrick or Reaper's Hideout, call it the Battle of Twin Groves. That's something that's really interesting because it, it plays around with the idea that I I actually was thinking about um, after I had read this, <clears throat> where... During the community decision where it was a uh, uh, Flameheart versus Pendragon, we sailed around to the different sea forts and we had to enchant dolls uh, by killing soul flame captains and taking control of the sea forts for the different factions. I think that this needs to be something that is just inherent to the game. Sea forts are currently under control of Flameheart who is still just kind of nebulous name that we don't have a body to in uh, game that we can point at and be like, I'm going to kill that fool. I think that sea forts, much like this, need to be something that you can capture. You can, uh, and, and, and beyond just uh, Reapers versus Athena's Fortune. I, I think this needs to be a faction-based thing. So Reapers, Merchant Alliance, Gold Hoarders, Order of Souls, Hunter's Call, whatever faction there is, have a flag be something that you can raise there, a little pennant at the top of the flagpole for each of the sea forts. Um, As as far as I recall, there are two per sea. So like Shores of Plenty has two, Wilds has two, Ancient Isles has two. If you capture both, that sea, that area, gets uh, bonus rewards for anything turned in to any faction in those seas. So like you go out, you capture both sea forts, you raise the flag for both the Gold Hoarder uh, or for, for the Gold Hoarder. Anything turned into the Gold Hoarder specifically gets that bonus. And that way it kind of draws a little bit more love to the really, <laughs> the really unused um, company faction leaders at each outpost uh, who have names and should be respected. But they don't get any love because of captaincy, which I mean, I'm not hating on. But it would also make me think like, hey, you know, if there was a way to try and, and deter folks from just using captaincy all the time, uh, maybe this could be a way to do that. If you, especially if you're working on um, stuff that is tied directly to your uh, your ledgers, right? Every month you got your ledgers. You want to work on those. It's a, it's a server. You go out. You, you take down both sea forts it's like an hour tops to, to, to do both. You know, like if, if you're, you know, taking your time or if you're solo, if you're a crew, it'll be even faster. You capture those. And then you take the, the treasure from those, you've already got some treasure stacked away. And then you go off and you do whatever you want. And until other people go and, and clear out those sea forts and, uh, change the faction, you get a bonus on that. And, and and maybe it could be tied to the, you know, maybe you raise your, your flag on there as well or something like that, or everyone benefits from it. And if someone wants to change it or something, uh, they can either go to a different sea, but if that sea becomes too highly contested, maybe they have to come back and fight for those. But it might actually be one of those things that much like the adventure draws attention to the sea forts, brings people to the sea forts. The thing that they wanted to have, like be the TDM areas for players, that don't get used. Something like that. Um. So the other thing that, that Murphy lives... And sorry, Murphy, I didn't mean to try and hijack your uh your suggestion here, but it, it just got me thinking a lot. But the other thing that Murphy uh, wrote in about was a social thing. Turn the upstairs of every tavern into a portal that transports you to a social server. No killing, no fighting, just chatting and gambling on gold uh, with games like Chess, Checkers, Carneth, Liar's Dice, or uh, I have no clue what that is. I'll be honest. Uh, You can only bet gold coin to avoid any gambling slash age restrictions. Uh, Set the pirate limit to roughly 25 pirates. A great spot for the social game room would be the Sea Dogs Tavern. Like, I, I feel like that's an easy win. You know, so many of us want to have something like that. The problem really does come down to if it's set to 25 people... Uh, how is this something that like, is this something that would be able to be done for folks that want to have that many people that they all know as opposed to just randos? Cause it's, we already have something like that. And that's the pirate legend tavern. doesn't matter what tavern you go to. If you go down into the pirate legend tavern, it doesn't matter where, which tavern they do it. You're, you'll see those people there. Um, the only difference is that you can kill people down there and most people usually don't hang out there cause it's, there's not much to do down there except talk to Ramses and ask him, you know, why he smells weird. Uh, ghost boy 20 wrote in. Um, thank you again for that. Says, uh, I've been saying this for a while. Fortnite Fridays should return. It made fort, or Friday nights such a fun time, even when much wasn't going on. Forts were active players, uh, were, no, forts were active players were fighting over a normal fort. Even when the seas are as calm as they have been uh, now, having a Friday event allowing players to fight at forts with extra gold was always nice to see. I would love to see events like Ashen Expeditions make a return. The Roar has been dead for a while, with only a handful of pirates hiding out there. But events like this would bring that bar- that area back to life. Yes, please. Seasons have their normal thing, uh, just like in other games. There are specific weekends that are special weekends that are tied to bonuses in items or, or, you know, gold, things like that. And, it, and it's completely disconnected from any of the story stuff, any of the, the update stuff that happens. Just have that be just something that is on a regular basis, um, you know, just like Golden Hour. Uh, Norwegian wrote in, said, Every, even the playing field, Um, If it can't be done on controller, then remove it. That goes the other way around. If it can't be done on mouse and keyboard, then it should be removed. And no more double gunning. Uh, People's Republic responded to that and said, force the sword. in in reference to doing a sword and one gun, Um, Luke Lord decided to say, y'all heard of PVE servers? And uh, I think that's something he's been asking for for a while. Uh, People's Republic says, uh, I have no issue with killing pirates. This is a PVPVE game. After all, I have issues with using an animation cancel exploit to gain an, an advantage in the game that was not intended. The devs have come out and said as much. The easiest absolute fix to, be, to that would be to force a sword in one of your loadout spots. If I can't double dig, double gunning animation cancels should be taken out as well. Heck, keeping the double gun just force the entire reload animation uh and then norwegian i think responded to that and says if you're going to have crossplay, even if it's optional then it needs to be even across the board if you can fire two shots with an animation exploit faster than someone saying parlay then it's an issue trying to do it on controller might break your fingers uh watching double gunning xbox players try to switch guns on the deck covered in a in storage crates is entertaining though and I agree. This was um, this was something that I think we've all said, you know, we're sick of sick of uh, PC players having the ease of being able to animation, cancel, kill people with to uh, with with able to, to breaking that. And I think they know about it. They're they're working on the fix. It just it just needs to happen and then stick. Uh, Trickster wrote in. Thank you, Trickster, for all the love and support you always give me uh, fixing uh, facts, fast carrying as well, too. Um, and this was something that I think I addressed with uh, Chris Marlowe on a, in an interview forever ago, um, that they don't think it's an exploit because it's not it's not really. And I'll actually defer to the interview. You guys probably probably want to go back and listen to his his actual verbiage on there because I can't remember it. Uh, but effectively, it's it's not uh, as bad of an issue as other stuff is. So they're letting that fly. Um, but yeah, being able to sprint loot um i think needs to get removed as well too if i can't double dig i don't understand why i should be able to turn in faster just because i'm on pc uh let's see do 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 do, do. and that's kind of where i think a lot of the uh, the discussion kind of goes into the yeah i agree with this and such and such um registella wrote in and uh and, and wrote a lot so i'll kind of summarize here but effectively if the live action version of one piece does well for netflix uh, they would love to see One Piece make its way to Pirates of the Caribbean, much like the way Monkey Island has, much like the way a pirate's life has. Uh, One Piece, a series that's been going on for 26 years, that is finally rounding the the end of its uh, uh, lifespan, um, has been very popular over the years. Uh, you know, the Straw Hat Pirates, something a lot of folks that are into anime know about, and a lot of folks. Um, would love to see brought to the game. It really does come down to how would that be implemented uh, if it would just be a Tall Tale series. And if that's the case, I, I don't, I'm not saying I wouldn't want it, but I am saying there are a lot of stories that I would rather have completed first before we start bringing in any more outside stuff. And I, and I stand by that. If Peter Pan stuff has to wait, let it wait. I'm fine with letting Peter Pan content wait. Hook doesn't need to be a thing in the game until we get some of these other plot lines shored up uh and i'll be happy um dead Eye dre wrote wrote in as well and says more small-scale weekly events a la fortnight's ashen expeditions hourglass boost to keep people wanting to dip in even when there isn't something major to do uh and they have thoughts on how they should restructure seasons to be honest Um, And I also agree with that as well, too, as as I talked about earlier in this episode. But for the most part, a lot of people on the same page, everyone really realistically has the same desires when it comes to the game. And I'm pretty sure that the devs are aware of this, but it's just at this point, I really do think that my major issue is the lack of uh, transparency when it comes to scheduled events during a time of lull when we need news. Um, Not just for the podcast sake, but just because I want to be able to plan my weekends and stuff like that, especially given how busy I'm going to be uh, in the next couple months playing games. But additionally, um, with season 11 content, I, I, I strongly think that's a bad idea to launch that a month after season 10. It, we should have the time with season 10 if if you guys are willing to put season 11 content in a month after season 10 i worry about why season 10 is something that had to be delayed if you don't have faith that it would sustain a 3 month cycle otherwise it just feels like you're apologizing for lost time and trying to get back on schedule you guys already you guys are already beyond the stay on schedule thing don't worry about it just do season 10 at 3 months 3 months after that Release season 11 content and just get get back on the cadence that way. Don't don't try and rush stuff just because you're, you have an artificial plan. Or not an artificial plan. An arbitrary plan on where you want content to drop on certain time frames. Um, but that's just my opinion. And a lot of that is based off of very little information that we have. I don't know what's coming in season 10 outside of... I, I honestly don't know what's coming in season 10. I have ideas from what people have said, but who knows at this point. Season 11, no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what's coming in season 10. No idea what's coming in season 12. Um, but I, I, I think that it should have its time to shine. You know, let it have its flowers. Those dev teams worked hard on that content. Uh, if they don't get the three months to let that content breathe, then it's just going to be a... It's going to be a really hectic bunch of uh, seasons, and um, it would be. In, and I think that's why I think it's important to to s- separate event content, like uh, like updates to the game or major content and changes to the sandbox or uh, things that you have planned, like um, Festival of the Damned. Separate that from seasons, and just let seasons be cosmetic time crunches that go on for three months and then have stuff fall in wherever it fits during that time. Because otherwise it's just, oh no, we have season 11 and season 11 has all of these holiday things planned for it. And how are we going to do it? Because season 10 was delayed so long and now you're running running into this problem where you're slamming the community with a ton of content in a short amount of time. And then it's going to be a huge wait before the next thing that happened. So I don't know. That's, that's it folks. That's, that's all I've got. Those are, those are my hard, honest truths that I've just, I, i feel like i've been saying it for a while now and i I have no clue what i'm going to say next week but i hope it's tied to monkey island and not us circling back on this uh it'll actually be the community episode so i'm not too worried about it because it'll it'll be a good time to just chat with them and see what they've been doing um and see if they come up with some better ideas than what we've talked about today so pirates if you enjoyed this content i always appreciate the uh, love and consideration just the fact that you're listening to it uh always brings me joy um, let me know if you want, uh, you can always reach me at C A P T underscore L O G U N on, uh, Twitter. Um, I'm captain Logan, or, uh, I think C A P T L O G U N on blue sky. Now, um, haven't done anything with that yet. Still very new, but I did finally get an, uh, a code. Thanks to, uh, uh, earn, uh, earn in the, uh, Kylie, the aficionados discord reached out, gave me a code for that. So I appreciate her for doing that. um, Otherwise, uh, email. It's still a thing, folks, believe it or not. Email me over at c-a-p-t-l-o-g-o-n at gmail.com. Uh, otherwise, join the Keelhauled Podcast Discord. Um, it's the best place to get a hold of me. It is the, uh, the, the best place to meet other pirates. It's a great way to jump in and hang out with some folks to work on Sherpa stuff if people want to start building out events for that. There's also going to be a ton of content coming in for Xbox as well as other uh, games. I think um, a lot of us are jumping into Fallout 76 right now and on the Xbox client, not the PC client because they're separate. They don't have crossplay. Um, but additionally, there's Destiny 2, Diablo 4 Clan, Still, uh, I know there's going to be a lot of folks that are probably going to be jumping into Starfield, so I'll probably build a channel for that so they can share their characters and any weird stuff that they find on planets um, or, you know, companions or ships that they make. There's going to be a lot of customization to that. I know there's a lot of folks that love Bethesda stuff, so I'll probably be doing that in the future. Uh, In fact, I might actually do that tonight. Um, but effectively that's going to be, that's, that's what's going on over in the discord, having a lot of fun with folks over there. So pirates, if you enjoyed this, thank you so much again. Uh, other than that, that's going to do it. So I hope you have a good rest of your week. Um, I hope you got your Twitch drops. I don't think there's any, no word on what's coming next week. So it's going to be a big old surprise for everyone. And pirates with that, thank you. I love you. And I look forward to sailing with you on the sea of thieves.